plan, protect, and preserve so you can have peace of mind. That's the motto of Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management, the hosts of Your Healthy Retirement. Joining Steve and Sean on today's show are Pat Kelly and Peter St. James. Gentlemen, welcome back. And yeah, talking, you know, talking longevity. Some people say, well, you know, I got money. I'm rich. Well, you know, Steve, you've talked about that. How many times have we heard, you got to have a million dollars? Oh. Okay. You know, I mean. Such a common phrase. Yeah, it is. But it's not necessarily true. No, and it it irritates me. That that phrase irritates me because, look, we are all living longer. Yes. And that's really the discussion today is, is, is another risk that comes into the planning process of building a healthy retirement, and it's longevity risk. The longer you live, the bigger the risks become, and we are living longer. When traveling, the longer the trip, the more fuel that you need, okay? True. In retirement, the longer the trip, the more savings that you're going to need. So that million-dollar thing yeah. is just such a generic thing that as I said, drives me crazy because it's not how much you have, it's how much you spend. I was going to say, it's not really mm-hmm. accurate. Right. Correct. Look, at, Americans are living longer than ever, resulting in retirements that are lasting now 25, 30, 40 years. You have to, this longevity risk is, is a real thing and it can be a real roadblock in building the retirement plan if you haven't properly planned for it. I run all my plans out. I always ask people, the $99 question, how when do you think, how long do you think you're going to live for? Mm-hmm. And they'll give me some ages. I said, you know what? Let's run it out to 95 or 100. You just don't know. Modern medicine, we're all living longer. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're all living longer. So you have to understand the impact that this has on building a retirement plan. Life expectancies have increased. The 65-year-old male has 50% chance of living until age 89. 25% chance to living to age 94. <laughs> Females, 65-year-old female, 50% chance of living till age 90, 25% chance of living till 96. So the medium life expectancy of a 65-year-old couple is now 94 years old. Wow. Or if a 96-year-old woman is looking for a single 94-year-old man, chances are increased. Correct. Okay. Well, that makes sense. But with this longevity risk now, you have to build into the plan. Think about you're going to live longer. What happens to your purchasing power as you live longer? Right. So now we're bringing in another risk into this mix, aren't we? Yeah, we right? are. The longer you live, the more risks you become exposed to. Right. Mm-hmm. So now we're talking about inflation risk, right? A dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow. So if you're going to live 40 years, well, actually, we have a great stat here, right? If you consider a 65-year-old, all right, that's going to live to age 89, right, and you consider 3% inflation, right, okay, that income that they are bringing in every year will have to double by the time they're age 89 in order to have the same purchasing power as it was at age 65. To, to keep pace with inflation. Exactly. Now, Steve, do you find, or, or, or Sean, um, if people don't use a fiduciary, don't use a financial planner, that they're prone to making mistakes like taking too much money? Saying, I, you know, I'm going to, because we've talked about the 3%, right. 4%. People say, hey, I'm retired and this is social. Okay, I'm going to take 50. I'm going to take, and then all of a sudden they find out they get down the road 20 years. It's like, 
oh man, I shouldn't have done yeah, that. Yeah, I think sometimes human nature leads to that, right? When mm-hmm. when you retire, and we we hate that million dollar number, but let's say it's a million dollars. Right, right. Like, God, it's a million bucks. I could afford to take out a big chunk of money. But they're not thinking about, well, what does that do going forward? What, what, how does that impact me in the future? They're only thinking in the present. So working with somebody and understanding that impact of taking of too much out at a certain point in time and trying to model out how much we can afford to take over the next 25, 30, 40 years is so critically important. Is there a magic number now? Is it 2.5%? Is it... Three percent. I mean, I don't want to outlive my money. You know, it depends on who you talk to. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I'm hearing three percent. Morningstar throws, I think, three out there, two and a half, three. Used to be four percent. Right. But it's interesting that we're having this conversation because an hour ago I had a conversation with a very good friend of mine who lives out in Bozeman, Montana. Single woman lives by herself, and she is in the middle of selling a piece of real estate that she she owned, and she's going to make a good chunk of money. And she said. Well, what if I put that money in the market? You know, can I just start to take out eight or ten percent a year so I can live off of it? And I was like, no, no, because there's other risks that we've talked about. We will hit on again in this show, but sequence risk is is a real big component of how and when to take out money, and it also plays into longevity risk. These risks can compound if you don't understand the different risks and make sure you're addressing them all. So when she called me, I'm like, no, nope, the safe withdrawal rate rule is about two and a half, three percent. And she was shocked, but she had no idea. And here's, you know, 55 years old and she's trying to get ready for retirement and thinking about how she's going to start to take money out if she invested in the market. Yeah, that's 10 percent. It's way too high, way too high. But some people, uh, Sean, like you were saying, some people, hey, you know, I've worked hard on my life and and. We're going to take the trip and, and yeah, I want that boat and I'm going to burn through some money. And, uh, oh, by the way, you're still hanging around another 18, 20 years and hope you enjoy the boat because you've kind of loaned some of your money. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So do you, is it hard for you to have that conversation with people? It to is. Be the, you know to be the, we little, do? We're the little voice on the shoulder going, no. No, <laughs> uh, it's 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 a dose of reality sometimes to folks. Um, it works the other way too. Sometimes, by the way, sometimes I met with a client a couple of weeks ago, and she was so distraught that she's going to have to work into her seventies, and she's sixty-five right now. Mm-hmm. I pulled everything together, and I she's fortunate; she has some nice income uh, coming into her in retirement. Right? She's got a pension. A lot of people don't have that, plus oh. her social security, um, and so it was looking good. So I said, "Listen, guess what." I think you can retire at 67. Just get your full, full retirement age, get that social security, and you should be good to go, taking out a very modest uh, withdrawal from her savings. So that was nice reality for her. And, and, and made, her, made her day. It definitely made her day. That's good. Uh, but then, obviously, the conversation goes the other way sometimes. Sure. People with that million dollars again, say, yeah. this is great. We're good to go. I'm a millionaire. And when you start, we, well, one of the things Steve and I use is a checklist of expenses. What are your taxes? What's your utility bills? What's your car registration? Mm-hmm. What's your fuel? Mm-hmm. All these things. People have a general sense of what their expenses are. But once you start putting it in line by line by line and adding it up, it's, uh, it's eye-opening for many of them. But you mm-hmm. know that the knee-jerk reaction is, once I retire, my expenses are just going away. Huh. You know, I'd argue that they may even go up. Yeah. Because yeah. W- what day do we spend most money on right now while we're working? Saturdays. Weeks over, okay. we're relaxing, yeah. we're going to dinner, we're going to Home Depot, we're playing golf. Well, when you retire, every day's a Saturday. 
Ooh. Every day Ooh, is okay. a Saturday. All right, but well, that's, that's good, true. But yeah. if you don't think about it that way, yeah. then you're not going to think about it that way. Yeah. No, and Sean hit on a really great point here, and I just want to come circle around back to it. So longevity risk, understanding what that impact is, plays into when to take Social Security. <laughs> yes. It is such a key component yeah. because especially if you have longevity in your gene pool in your family tree, waiting to take Social Security, sometimes it's going to be a better decision than to start taking it too soon. And there's a break-even point. And when people come in, we'll do a complete Social Security analysis. If they sit down with us, we'll go through this. But it just adds to the understanding that, wow, longevity risk plays a big role in a lot of different parts of the retirement plan. And see, this is the beauty of the show, because the way you talk about it, Sean, the way you talk about it, they're not isolated things. We don't look at just this one item. All of a sudden, it's interrelated with this item, and then this one. And then, and I don't think people, they look at the one or two items and don't understand the full scope of how they're all interrelated. And it's if you don't do this, this could come back and bite yeah. you in the backside in 20 years. Peter, it's a puzzle. Yeah. It really is a puzzle. And lots of times the people are focused only on one piece of the puzzle. And that mm -hmm. piece typically is the money that they've set aside. They're watching the market and they've got their IRA and their 401k and they, that's what they look at. Right. Right. But it's just a, it's a very important piece, but it's just a piece of the puzzle. And the other thing, if you think about the puzzle and you think about longevity and you think about inflation, those three things together connect those three dots to something that everybody has to be concerned about in the future. That's healthcare. Those healthcare costs, those could be a game changer. Mm -hmm. well, sure it is. Because that is one of the, when you, when you're in retirement, if you're looking at inflation, usually inflation hits the elderly on the healthcare plans and overall paying for healthcare much harder than they actually plan for. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And if you think about a blend of your costs or your expenses, when you're younger, a lot of your expenses are, I don't want to say frivolous, the bar. but they're, oh, sorry. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> dining right. out, buying a car, yeah, right. you know, things like that. Yeah. And your healthcare costs are fairly, they're expensive, but they're lower right. um, in, in a relative scenario. But then as you get older, those things start shifting. There's going to be less dining out, less trips. Right. We're not buying the new cars, you know, and but their healthcare costs are increasing. So it's a seesaw, if you will, and we start seeing healthcare costs really increase. And like Steve said, I kind of look at it like taxes. Taxes are going to be going up, we think. I think healthcare costs will probably be increasing in the future unless oh. there's some wholesale change with how this country approaches healthcare. Yeah. I, I mean, the cost for healthcare, everybody sees it. You, you know, your Medicare supplement plans, your regular healthcare plans, mm -hmm. they go up every year. Sure. And, and it's, it's, it, they're big numbers. And that's the other problem. You have this big bubble moving into retirement, this the baby boomer bubble. And with that happening, and I, I forget the number they used to throw around. I think it was 10,000 baby boomers retire a day or something like that. And I'm sure that's changed with the way the economy's been and with things have happened. But still, that's a big number. So you have more and more people out there who need health care. Because obviously when we're younger, we you're healthier, you don't need right. it. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So it could, cost less. Mm -hmm. But as you get older, you can count on that having an inflationary impact on your overall spending habits when you get into retirement and you have to have it built into the plan. Um, actually, I'm going to give you props. According to uh, AARP, 
10,000 baby boomers are reaching retirement age every day. Every day. Every nice. single day. Yep. Nice. Yeah. One of the things we, we talk about, and we, we, I think you hear a lot, is is this uh, income allocation, right? We talk about asset allocation we're saving, but that income allocation. We've got a very good book um, called um, on income allocation, and if anybody wants it, all they have to do is text the word INCOME603 to 555-888. So INCOME603, text that to 555 555- Eight eight eight. You can also go to our website, DavisWealthMGMT.com, and you can request the book there. Yeah, Income Allocation is a great book. Uh, I know the author very well. It's well-written. And then the other thing is we'll be doing workshops and seminars and college courses over the next, you know, as soon as things open up from the pandemic. You can go onto our, our website, DavisWealthMGMT.com, and always check our calendar of events and once we start posting those on there you'll be able to see those and the other thing is if you're listening to the program and you have something you want to talk to us about there's a place to go book a 15-minute conversation we don't charge you anything for that conversation and we'll sean and i we alternate how they come in and you know we'll just sit down and chat with you if you have some questions and you want to just throw some things out there and you know specific to you because a lot of times you know people throw those specific to me questions out there in a group and we won't answer them in a group we can't right do you gentlemen find that people come to you either existing clients or new clients and they as sean you pointed out they're watching their their portfolio they're they're very visceral keeping an eye on that they're trying to or they want you or they they want to somehow beat the market before there's a correction before they lose. They want to get ahead of the curve. How do you how do you I respond? I wish that, to that happened more frequently. Really? <laughs> yeah, because typically what happens is people act after the fact. Um, the market's been going down and they've lost twenty five percent of their value. They say, We've got to go to cash, we gotta get out. Well, for some people, based on their risk profile, maybe moving some money to cash makes sense because they can't handle more of a decline. For others, the suggestion might be, Well, do you have some more money we could put in? Because this might be a good opportunity. Right, right, right. Um, it's. I'd love to have people try to not forecast what the market is, but try to anticipate a little bit more instead of having those knee-jerk reactions because knee-jerk reactions don't typically work out well. With all this being said and the topic we're hitting on right now, building your healthy retirement, we're going to try to build a comprehensive plan together that sh- creates a plan that so when the market does go down, you're not affected. But that's part of evaluating their income risk and it's, working it's, on that, that cor- chart. It's, it, correct. Okay. It's, it's about evaluating right. where their income's coming from, where it's being created from. Can we take resources and create even more income so that when that day comes in the market that it goes down, their plan covers their needs and they're not worried about it. And that's the ultimate goal in a healthy retirement is to build a plan that when the markets drop, you don't worry about it. And that's a healthy retirement. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. another risk, market risk, right? This is another thing we talk to folks about. Yeah. What do you do if the market declines, if you have a, a loss in value in your savings, right? How do we, how do we handle that? So, I mean, there's just so I mean, many if, risks. If, if there's going to be a correction, okay, maybe you're going to lose. But if you do nothing, you could lose a big chunk. But if you've planned for it, you're not hurt as much. Yeah, if you're in a properly allocated portfolio design that fits your risk profile, 
there's ranges that you'll fall within, and you you have to take that number as a, as an acceptable downturn. So let's just go back to March. I mean, the markets were down 45, 50%. You know, I saw moderate portfolios only lose 10 or 12%. Right. And, you know, everybody was good with that. But still, the news had everybody jumping off cliffs. Now, Sean, why don't more people call you and say, hey, you know, I keep reading the stuff about uh, the bubble could burst and, and uh, I, I don't want to get hurt. What, what can we do? Why don't they take that, that first so, step? Some do. Some do. But um, not enough. I, I don't think enough. And, and by the way, even if they did call, the, this, the response might be, you know what? We created this plan specific for you, and we, we incorporated your risk tolerances and what type of loss you are willing to accept, so we actually shouldn't do anything because we've planned for that, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes I was talking about, Steve was saying, you know, we this past year when the market was down, we had moderate portfolios only off 10%. If the market's down 30 and I'm working with a, a 30-year-old client, they're probably going to be okay with that type of big decline because mm-hmm. guess what? They've got a long way to go before they retire and they, they're continuing to invest, right? What changes is when you're older. We're going to talk about sequence risk now. <laughs> you know, once you get older, you can't stomach those big Right. Drawdowns, right. what they call them, right? So, again, it's very specific to, to each individual But I like client. the fact you've pointed out you don't necessarily have to call and say, hey, what do I do in case of? Because as you were structuring the plan, you already we took considered, it We already considered it. Yeah. And we already uh, have right. these conversations in a lot of the plans and a lot of the types of investments we're doing. We have people, analysts actually doing quarterly, you know, they'll look at the accounts quarterly and we'll sit down and and actually rebalance some things to, you know, to, I mean, nothing's perfect. And the funny thing about the market is whatever you expect it to do, <laughs> it does the opposite. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and, and I mean, how many people have called my office and go, well, gosh, I thought the market was going to be dropping, but it's not. Yeah. Right. So if you put a properly well-balanced, well-diversified portfolio together, it takes all these things into consideration mm-hmm. and it helps to maintain a stability and that's what we're trying to do is create stability through retirement so that you're not worried about it when you're in retirement you don't wake up you don't worry about running out of money and there's a lot of different financial vehicles out there that you can use there's not just one that's going to be the answer to help solve this problem there's many different financial strategies and it's Davis wealth management's job to teach you all the strategies Mm-hmm. You can say, hey, I don't like this, or I like these two or these three. Hey, we work together and figure out what works best and what you like and put a plan together and then put it through a stress test. So that underscores the fact that if you're not getting that kind of treatment right now and you'd like it, go to DavisWealthMGMT.com. Simple as that. And by the way, uh, nice way to wrap this up, four words. What four words can wrap up? what we were talking about today from television show. Everybody knows and movies. Everybody knows it. Yeah, I'm stumped. Ready? Yeah. Live long and prosper. There you go. Oh, man. I love it. Live Perfect. long and prosper. Spock. Come on. Isn't that what we're talking about? <laughs> that is. Yes, live it long is. and prosper. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. For all the Trekkies out there, live long and prosperous. <laughs> but with, I love it. But with planning. With planning. There you go. There you Absolutely. Go. All right. DavisWealthMGMT.com is the website. Check it out. But come on back next week. 
You've been listening to the Your Healthy Retirement Podcast with Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Call 888-333-3818 or go online to daviswealthmgmt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to shows. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. 